a conversation, uh, if you've just jumped in, uh, we're in a conversation I've titled Ride or Die. And the, the thing I wanna uh, uh, get across uh, with a title like that is the Lord will never leave me nor forsake me, but I am committing to always stick to the Lord. It's always amazing that we have confidence that God won't abandon us, but I want to have the character that says, neither will I forsake the Lord. I want to have the confidence that the decisions I take in my life spiritually will last my whole lifetime. And I wanna have confidence that the decisions I make make me feel blessed from an early age. Most of you here are quite young. Some of our students are watching online because you're on holiday and um, some are coming back already uh, and some decided to stay anyway because uh, Tkebecha is the city of God. Um, (laughs) Yes, amen. But for whatever reason, the sooner you start a blessed life journey, the better. And I know that God won't abandon or forsake me, promises it in His Word. But He also teaches me that I can be a good follower. I can follow after the Lord and have discipline in my spiritual obedience in such a way that I have confidence that no matter what happens in my life, I won't forsake the Lord. Amen. Tonight, I want to especially talk to you about being spirit-led and how to cultivate the gift of discernment. You don't need to be academically smart to be discerning. You have to be spiritually aware to be discerning. You should get a degree that gets you a job, but you should get a spirit of discernment because that makes you wise. And there are so many people who are smart, but not wise. And there are so many smart people who make decisions that lack discernment. Have you ever gotten yourself into or have a friend gotten themselves into a situation where you think, how did we get here? How did my normal life become so crazy? How did I get involved in somebody that mad? (laughs) Or have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, how did I become this crazy? How am I the crazy one in my relationships and in my life? Well, let me just give you this confidence that many things happen by accident and can't, can't be predicted, car crashes and all kinds of things. But wisdom is built line by line and discernment is built line by line. <clears throat> and the direction of your life is built line by line. It's not really accidental, confusing or uncertain. You know if you're discerning that you took certain steps that got you where you are. And for that very reason, it's important that we know that because for that very reason, we can take steps that get us out. If we think it's a mystery, then we think the solution is a mystery. But if we got here by mistake, we can get out of it by action. You see, that's very, the devil tricks you into thinking the problem is a mystery. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. I'm very confused. No. The Spirit of God comes and reveals all truth to us. It's not a mystery. And because it's not a mystery, the deliverance is also clear to me. Can you say amen? I think if you keep things confused, you'll never find solutions. Whenever people tell me, I'm in a relationship that's confusing, I tell them, break up. Some of you didn't want to laugh there because you're sitting next to, you know... (coughs) 
Let, let me tell you what I, what I mean by that. And it's, it's not bitterness I don't like. It's not like I don't want you to be because it's not like that. I, if you're confused about whether it is healthy or unhealthy, I'd rather talk to someone who said, that my relationship is unhealthy, can you help? I'd rather do that than I'm in a relationship where I'm confused. I'd rather say, why is it unhealthy? Well, because they swear at me. Okay, let's deal with that. Rather than, I'm, I'm confused. Some days are good days, some days are bad days, but I can't tell why. I can't put my finger on it. I'm unsure exactly what it is. I just get a mm in my mm. Well, then you need to hear the Spirit of God. And you need to say, that is my discernment raising a flag to say, take a step here, and that step is going to reveal the truth. I don't want to, having come into the light, live in any era of my life in darkness or gray. I don't want that. I don't want that. Must all come, must bring it into the light. If you're confused, you bring it into the light, and the light will reveal all truth. So unrighteous men hate the light because the devil likes to keep us in confused territory. You remember the woman at the well? Jesus said, go fetch your husband. Well, it's complicated. We're not, we're not married, but we're living like we're married. And I tried the marriage thing. And Jesus was like, bring him in the light. Let's come here to the light. Drink living water. Dissolve the situation. Untangle the, I don't know what's going on. Update your status to in or out of relationship. Not it's complicated. Because if you keep your life in an undiscernible environment, the devil has you paralyzed. Paralyzed. Because you don't know which way to go. And so you decide to go nowhere. Now, you know, that is not an acceptable way to live a, a life of loyalty to the Lord. Because this series says, God is loyal to us, but I want to be loyal to the Lord in everything that I do. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 says this, The mind governed by the flesh is death. Uh, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's laws, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. You know, we have realms in our lives. And let's not make that a creepy word. I don't mean it in like some sort of a mysticism, false religion thing. We have realms or spheres. You've got your sports realm, and you've got your academic realm, and you've got your relationships realm, and you've got your spiritual realm. And what this verse is saying is, make your decisions from the right place, make it from a spiritual realm and not a carnal realm. The truth is that all of us could make multiple decisions about the same thing. It all depends on which part of you is doing the talking. Did you know that God designed us with a need for confirmation and affirmation? Even if you're born again, you have a need for confirmation and affirmation. You need somebody to say, I love you, and somebody to say, you're right. Hopefully, it's the same person. <laughs> we need it. So when we don't get it from the right people, we start to take affirmation and confirmation from other sources. So when we're looking for confirmation and don't have Christ-like relationships, we go to TikTok, get confirmation. 
Or now you see, which realm do you think that speaks to? Mostly the realm of the flesh. I mean, unless you find some good preachers there, but you know, even the preachers there are a little bit crazy. So we need confirmation or we need affirmation. So we look around and say, is anybody else doing this? If anybody else is doing it, I must be right. That is the realm of the flesh. When we want confirmation and affirmation in the realm of the spirit in order to cultivate a, a spirit of discernment, we need our confirmation from the scriptures and our affirmation from righteous brothers and sisters. I'm being very intense tonight. Uh, and if you don't have that, you're going to get substitute or fake confirmers and, and, and aff affirmers in your life. The reason why you can't hear the Spirit or feel that you don't have a discerning Spirit is simply because you crowded it out with all the other affirmers and confirmers in your life. Some people take their confirmation by the number of likes their RG account gets. And if you don't get enough confirmation or affirmation, you delete the post. Some people take their confirmation or affirmation from the coolest person in their group. So we all have a cool person in our lives, or two. If you don't, you might be. It could be you. You're the cool kid in your crew of five. And we take our cue there, which is why it's very, very important for two things. Cool people need to find Jesus so they can be cool with the cause. And uh, that's why Father's house here. And secondly... I just left that in. And secondly, um, uh, be careful about worldly coolness. It doesn't last as long as you think. It has an expiry date. You're all cool at 20 doing your moves, and then at 40 you're like, go home. <laughs> what you're looking for for a lifetime, remember what our series is about, the ride or die, lifetime, Christ and his principles are ever cool, ever right, ever righteous, everlasting, endures the test of time. That's where I'm going to find affirmation and confirmation so that I can have assurance in my spirit of discernment. It's, bother, it's bothering to me, it's bothersome to me when our character hasn't grown enough as Christians to be discerning. It's one of the early developments of the Christian faith. I don't need facts and figures. I first need confirmation from the Spirit. Do you know how many things the Lord has asked me to do that don't make financial sense or don't make academic sense or don't make logical sense? He's asked me to do many of those things, but only when I know that I have discernment, affirmation from Scripture, and confirmation from righteous people, I'm happy to be brave. Some Christians are just brave. They've got no discernment, no affirmation from Scripture, no confirmation from righteous people. They just jumping off, be jumping off bridges. And then what do they do? On their way down, start quoting Scripture. Dialing up the, all the Christians they know. But you, you, you already, now we need a gift of the resurrection of the dead instead of what we just needed was a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Call us in earlier. Call the scripture in earlier so that the scripture can sharpen your discernment. 
The righteous men and women in your life can confirm and affirm your guidance. And the Bible can stamp its approval of accuracy on it. And then jump, be brave. Walk upon the waters, sing all those songs. But have discernment. We are all created with a desire for affirmation and confirmation. When we're in the flesh, that desire produces death. We get twisted and we need affirmation and confirmation in all the wrong ways. And in the worst example of that, it manifests itself in either abusive relationships or sexual immorality. People stay in abusive relationships because their need for affirmation is greater than their need for self-preservation. So I'm happy to have somebody who hates me most of the time but likes me once in a while because I need the likes me once in a while more. That's how much my deficit is. That's crazy. That's crazy stuff. And you have to have a greater discernment than that. We created with that kind of of deficit. Uh, we, we need to gather together to worship, whether in person or online. Online's a good way to gather too. I'm glad you're there. We need it because without it, the flesh takes over. Takes over. And we need righteous people in our lives because when we don't, the flesh takes over. And God is teaching us how to cultivate discernment in our lives. So there are three practical things I want to talk to you about on how to cultivate a discerning spirit and cultivate Uh, spiritual wisdom, so you can be wise in the ways of the Spirit. The first is the idea of the ladder of leadership. The ladder of leadership. Uh, Here's the best way I could describe it. You must consider your life as going only in one direction. That is the direction that God wants for you. And that you must consider every decision either helps you take steps up the ladder in the direction God wants you to, or there are decisions that make you take steps back along the ladder. The reason why that's important is I don't want you to think your life as having many roads and you could pick the wrong one and then you could go in some wrong way and then you would meet wrong people and then you shouldn't have been there, they must come back. No, I don't have multiple roads in front of me. I have only one road. I follow Jesus Christ. The speed at which I follow Him is down to my obedience. If I keep making wise decisions, one foot upon another, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now I'm going places. When I'm not discerning, I'm not going somewhere else. I'm on the same road backwards. So now I'm losing ground. I bump into the saint who got born again at church the other day. They passed me. And another one passed me. You know what's wonderful about this idea? We just have to stop and say, wait a minute. This is not the, you know, the Old Testament is called backsliding. It's an old school word. Literally means you were doing well and then you slid back. But I can pick up again and I can keep going. When people say, I lost my way. No, you didn't. You went backwards on the way. No, you didn't. You didn't lose your way. No, don't, don't. That's, a, that's, a, that's a lie of the devil. Or, George, I, you know, I was doing well. I was chasing after God. And then, like, I got into a thing. And now, I don't know. I'm on the wrong. No, no, no. What you did was you either stopped or you retreated. But a quick repentance will set you right and will have you straight along the path of God's leading. 
Do you remember the vision in Genesis chapter 28 of Jacob's ladder? This is a picture of God's relationship over our lives. Jacob needed God to lead him. He needed discernment in that moment because he was about to meet his brother on the other side of the river, a brother that he had cheated and lied to and caused a lot of trouble. And you know what God said to him? Let me tell you how my vision works. He dreamed that there was a ladder, a stairway, a place on earth, and the top of it reached out of sight towards heaven. And he saw the angels of God ascending and descending on it, going to and from heaven. He said, Jacob, let me tell you how your life works with me. You're either stepping upward or you're stepping back. But you haven't gone wrong. You've just stopped or slowed down. Pick up your direction and let's go. You need a spirit of discernment to do that. Some people need to slow down. And some people need to pick up the pace a little. Some people, must be careful I don't accidentally expose anybody. I must remember that I may have had a conversation with someone and then they knew, yeah. But let me tell you what my spirit tells me. My spirit tells me, if you meet somebody on Monday and you're planning to get engaged on Friday, I'm just going to tell you that I think you need to slow down. The ladder is still there. Take one step at a time. Now, if you're 50 and you've taken no steps on the ladder, then maybe you need to pick up the pace. I didn't need an amen from anybody on that one. And the cameras will reveal to me later who that is. Some people are taking, because of discernment, your spirit of the flesh is, is cannot obey God. It is hostile to God. So you tell people, hey, get your sexual purity right. Hostile response. Get your tithe right. Hostile response. You must just know that's the flesh. And do you know what the flesh gets done to in the Bible? Crucified. Crucify the flesh, not the preacher. So that, so that you have a clear path of God's righteousness. It's very important that if you're going to be discerning, you just have to know that when you behave hostile towards God in something, it just means that the flesh is speaking. That's all it means. You're hostile. And if you bring it under submission, the antithesis of hostility toward God is peace with God. Peace. The second practical uh, idea on a discernment is to, is to learn the fundamental lesson of being led. The fundamental lesson of being led is this, that God is with me in it or I don't want to go there. That's the fundamental lesson of the leading of the Spirit. It's to suggest the idea that I don't care how difficult it is as long as God is by my side. Do you remember in the Old Testament, children of Israel were on their way to the promised land and then they got lost. <laughs> they took steps back in the ladder. They literally took steps back. They said, well, Egypt might have been better. And they made themselves a golden calf and Moses is on the top of the mountain and they made a golden calf and Moses comes down, God's a bit annoyed and he says to Moses, look, let's wipe these guys out. We start again and we get a new group of people. And, God, and Moses said, no, 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 don't do that. And then God said, option two, we send everybody to the promised land, but I'm not coming with. And do you know what Moses said? I'd rather stay in the desert with you by my side than go into the promised land 
and not have your presence. Now that all sounds very poetic and biblical, but what it means is I'd rather be single in right standing with God than to walk with that person into an unrighteous relationship in the future. That's what it means. I'd rather build my business biblically one step at a time than take an underhanded contract or pay a bribe, which would look like it got me to the promised land, but God's saying, I'm not going with you on that one. I can't go there. Now, once you've taken those steps, you can't be asking the Lord to lead you where He hasn't gone with you. The f- Is that capable? Almost. The funder... The fundamental principle, we all have a need for affirmation. The fundamental principle of being led by the Spirit is you've got to say that I'm going to go somewhere that I know God would come with me. That sometimes means going to tough or rough environments. One of the most powerful moments of when the Spirit led Jesus was when He was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Luke chapter 4 verse 1, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit Uh, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Isn't it interesting that we think that if our lives are led by the Spirit, it's all just roses and, you know, blessings. No, you'll go through wildernesses, deserts, tough moments, breakups, single phase, married phase, kid phase, extra kid phase, extra, extra kid phase. You're going to go through business startup, business no cash phase, cash flow crisis phase, then contract phase, then more contract than staff phase, then staff crazy phase. You're going to go through all of that. But all the time you're going to say, is the Lord with me? Is the Lord with me? Yes, the Spirit of the Lord. I've obeyed the Lord in all things. My discernment has been on point. He has come with me into this journey. So I can now say I am continuing to be led by the Spirit. If you have made decisions and left God out of them, then I want to encourage you today, stop at that rung on the ladder and pray and say, Lord, please forgive me. I give you permission to filter me and whatever needs to stay behind right now is going to stay behind. But Jesus, it's you and me wherever I go in my life. It's you and me. See to it then that you fulfill that idea that God must come with you as the fundamental lesson of leading. And then lastly, hey man, I might even be on time tonight because there's great coffee in the coffee shop and it's, it's, there's nothing better than being at church and eating one of those lemon meringue. <sighs> that was Matt. You want to make Matt happy, you just buy him a lemon meringue, any sweets. Most people, if I asked you, would know what the first commandment was. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. And then the second commandment, most people will probably know too, uh, love your neighbor and say, love yourself. Would you know what the last commandment is? There is a last law in the Bible. It's found in Galatians. The last law. If you're going to be discerning, you've got to know how to function in the last law of Scripture. And it's in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, forbearance, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, uh, goodness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. The last law of Scripture is that if you need a law for it, you're not mature. 
you need a law for it. So, so, so let, let me tell you what that means. Uh, the, the law uh, can only regulate error. The spirit can regulate function and health. There is no law that says you must have joy. But there is a law that says you shall not be angry. You see, the law is the lowest. In other words, if you live your life on what's the minimum requirement from the Bible, you're under law. Maybe you're going to pass stats like that. What's the minimum requirement? What's my DP? That's fine. Do stats like that. Don't do life like that. Don't do DP for life. Don't look upon a wife or a husband and say, what's the DP minimum I'm willing to go for you? No. You see, the law says these things you may not do. The law of the spirit of life in Christ. Jesus says these things you now can do. I can have love. I can have joy. I can have peace. I can have gentleness, kindness, goodness, self-control. I can. So my new law of life in Christ Jesus, is Romans 8 verse 1, is things I now can do, not things I am no longer allowed to do because they're bad for me. Now, my new law uh, of life is the law of the Spirit. These are enablements of the Spirit. How do you know if your life is Spirit-led? You're able to do what you didn't think you had the capacity for because the Spirit made you able When will you outgrow managing your carnal nature and mature into releasing your spirit nature? If all your life you're just going to handle anger, when will you learn to be loving? If all your life you're going to handle anxiety, when will you learn to be joyful? If all your life you're learning to handle budget, and rein it in, when will you be generous? You're spending all your time trying to control the crucified version of yourself and you've never lived in the joy of the resurrection life. For, the, for there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who are called according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. I want to encourage you tonight as I wrap up. Set yourself free from the realm of the, of the flesh and start to live in the realm of the Spirit. Be Spirit-led and have discernment. Remember your life is a ladder. You're either taking steps up or you're taking steps back. Remember that the lesson of Spirit leadership is that you want to go only if God is willing to come with you. And remember that the final or ultimate law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus is I am now able to do things. I don't just live a life based on what I am not allowed to do. If you can flip the script in your life like that, you'll be a very joyful, peaceful, powerful person. Can you say amen to that? Would you please stand to your feet as we pray? I'm going to pray a prayer that we will live by the Spirit. And then I'm going to pray a prayer of surrender and salvation. And that second prayer will be up on the screen so that anyone who watches this later than live can um, pray.
pray it also. I want to encourage you that if you need someone to pray with you, like I'm stuck on something and I need prayer, you just come to the front at any service, any time, and a, a trained team of people, we, we approve. We say, these guys are mature. We'll pray for you. If you're not ready for that, you just fill in a card. You don't have to put your details there. We'll take it to a pastor's meeting and we'll pray uh, uh, anonymously for your request. If you're online, all of those options are available via a link online. And if you're giving your life to Christ, in other words, you're making the decision to make Him Lord of your life and follow after and be a follower, ride or die, you stick to Him and He's gonna stick to you. And I want to encourage you to um, give us your details. We'll invite you to an Alpha, give you a free Bible. But take an action and be led by the Spirit. So let me pray for you. Father, thank you that according to the Scriptures, we are able to be led by the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. We thank you, Lord, that what that looks like is a discernment of spirit, a confirmation and an affirmation both in Scripture and from righteous men and women in our lives. We pray that you will help us crucify the sinful nature and live in the spirit nature. Teach us the language of the realm of the spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. I'm now gonna pray the prayer that I uh, am inviting you to pray also if you've never done so. It will be on the screen. You can pray it in your heart. You can pray it out loud. You can whisper it. You can pray it later if you want. But this helps you take a step from observer to follower. And it's your starting point in your Christian journey. It goes like this. It's literally from John chapter five in the message translation. Dear Jesus, you said in the Bible that whoever hears your words and believes God sent you to set me free from my debts of sin has eternal life and will not be judged but is crossed over from death to life. I confess that I believe you and I receive salvation from my sins and new life in my spirit. I cross over from death to life. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody said, would you give God a shout of praise and worship and thanksgiving?